This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. Over the last many weeks, we have had some tremendous conversations, you know, wrapping around the metaverse, what website pages you should have, this, that, and the other, including even how to set up your church management software. But I will be remiss if I don't remind you about this one important fact, which (laughs) let's just be honest, this is probably a little bit more important than all the other conversations that we had in the past. But just a heads up, it is officially 47 days until Easter when this episode drops, not when I'm recording. So if I accidentally mess up and say the wrong time, don't worry about it. But we are officially 47 days until Easter. And so I have a quick question for you, pastor and small church leader. Are you ready for new visitors to find your church this Easter season? So far, we've done zero episodes on Easter and how to prep and have those setting up your social media and what type of content you should be creating, how to do Facebook ads, how to do print uh, print promotional materials, and even also how to set up your follow-up plan to make sure that if people do walk in your doors, that they feel loved the whole way through. And then the next day, they don't feel like they just showed up to something and dropped off the face of the earth. We have not had any of those conversations yet. However, if you go back into the archive a little bit, back into November, we had a five-week series helping you prepare your church's digital media strategy to be prepared for the Christmas season. If you listen to those episodes, replace Christmas with Easter, I can promise you that the results will still be the same. But I talked about this last week, and I do want to let you know that it is officially ready to be downloaded. So if you go to my website, smallchurch.media, I have not just one, but two different graphic ideas, two different graphic picture options that you can use for your church this Easter season. I have one that I'm just calling Easter bright, which is just your standard white, bright colors, blue, purples, pinks, you know, typical Easter and whatnot. And on the other side, we're calling it boho Easter, right? Boho Easter. You might not know what boho is. That's okay. Ask your wife, Google it, Urban Dictionary, whatever you got to do. But either way, we're calling it Boho Easter because of the just the way the design styles look. But you can go to the website, smallchurch.media, right now and download both of those for free so you can use those for your church to help promote your Easter services. You can take those images. I'll also have a video to show you and explain to you how you can put those inside of Canva and edit whatever information you need for your church for completely free. So we are officially 47 days until Easter. Go back, listen to those old episodes, download the Easter graphic packages, and make sure that your church is ready to invite new people to the Easter services. And hopefully I'm working on lining up an interview as well. Hopefully it'll drop before Easter. I'm not quite sure if it will or not about a, a social media plan. So that way, when you are not, I should say, when you're using social media, you're not just throwing blanket megaphone announcements out into the crowd, but you're actually stepping into real people's lives and communicating them in real ways to help them know that, yes, they are loved by God and they're valued by God. So therefore, they are valued and loved by you as well. Well, today, this is the first of a first of all time for the Small Church Media Podcast. Today, you're not going to be sitting there listening to me for 20, 30 minutes, because let's be honest, you've done that for the last seven months. You're tired of my voice. So I'm bringing in a friend of mine, a guest on the show to help talk about how pastors can be better communicators in the digital space. And we are bringing with us Dr. Jen to tell you all about it. So Dr. Jen, can you hear me over there? I can. Thank you so much. How are you? I am doing absolutely great. And I'm just so excited to be here today. 
Awesome. That's fantastic. So just to give you the heads up, I have done no prep. Uh, I, I've done a lot of prep work. That is a, that's, that's a lot. Um, I've done no prepping of my audience for who you are, what you do, and all those different types of things. So I would love it if you could just share really quickly just who you are, your family, what you do, and let's just be honest. Feel free to brag about yourself and why you're just a great authority in the area that you are. All right. Sounds good. So my name is Dr. Jen Bennett. I am married to my husband, Luke. We've been married for this year will be 20 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Didn't cut you off, but congrats. (laughs) And we have a son, Liam, who keeps us busy and laughing. And we actually just moved to Indiana two, almost two years ago when I was offered a position at Indiana Wesleyan University as an assistant professor of strategic communication. And prior to that, we were in North Carolina for about three years where I was at Wake Forest University. And then even before that, we were in Florida. We are originally from Florida. Both my (laughs) husband and I are from Miami, Florida. And then I grew up in the Florida Keys. And I never once in my life imagined living in the Midwest. But here we are getting used to winter, learning how to navigate winter. And um, as I like to tell people, we traded in skyscrapers for cornfields. So Yes, yes you um, did. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I got to say. Iwoo must have, which I, I should say is, I'm, I mean, people know I'm from Indiana as well. So we call it Iwoo. We don't call it Indiana Wesleyan. It's Iwoo. Iwoo must have given you one amazing offer to drag your family into the cold <laughs> Indiana weather. You know, it's so funny. People always ask me, why in the world, Jen, did you leave North Carolina to come to Indiana? And really the answer I give them is because when God calls, you go. There's really... Mm-hmm. No other explanation for it. Because again, that's what people say. Why did you live, leave North Carolina? Why would you leave Wake Forest and go to the school? And I knew that down in my heart that God was calling me to teach and lead at a Christian university where I could teach on the topic of communication from a biblical foundation. And so... Yeah. When God calls, you go. And I have to say that um, God has just been so good to us here while we've been in Indiana. He has truly just blown us away. So God is good. Now, let me ask you this. So, um, you know, when I was reading your bio and just getting to know you a little bit, because we were connected through um, a mutual connection because of we both graduated from the same seminary. Yes. And now I, did, I should ask, did you actually go to Fort Worth for your seminary degree? I did. So I spent the first, um, so what, gosh, what year was I there? I was there 98 to 2000 at the Fort Worth campus. And then I was offered a youth director minister position at a church in Brazoria, Texas. So I moved out there and Brazoria is near Houston, Texas, and actually finished my seminary degree at one of their satellite campuses, which I believe was at, um, on the campus of Houston Baptist University. So I finished up my degree out there. And then when I was done, moved back to Florida. So just in case anybody's wondering, I was seven when you were at Southwestern. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, I, you know, I graduated with my same degree in 2014, completely online. So we we have not rubbed shoulders yet. I mean, you found yourself literally a few miles from my home when you came up and visited our the, our local yes. university when you guys were playing sports. Um, but you know, we have that mutual connection of just we went to the same seminary, we got connected literally that way. But then we were also connected just be- just because of the type of platforms that we do and and who we serve and not just the the who but the why behind it. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I love. And that's what I love, really, Mark. Quite honestly, is the power of social media is the ability to connect with people. I mean, that's how we connected. Somebody saw that you know we needed to be connected, and this person knew you and knew me, and. That's the power of social media is creating these incredible connections that otherwise may not have ever have happened. Right, definitely. And social media, I mean, there's there's no question to ask. We're living in, you know, the the biggest Brady Shearer over always says, we're living in the biggest communication shift ever since the printing press, because right now, let's just be honest. I mean, even if it was 20, 30 years ago, the chances of you and I connecting would never happen. The chance exactly. of you and I, and you have another podcast and we can talk about that here in just a little bit, but both you and I, we have podcasts where we're able to connect with people all over the world. And who, who would have even thought that that was a reality or an opportunity for just, let's be honest, little people like you and I to do that. Exactly. And that's what I love about it. And I can't tell you how many people that I have connected with online and then have met in person. And it's just a wonderful thing because yeah, it would not have happened had it not been for social media. Yeah, definitely. And so I'm going to rip this right off of your bio. Um, I'm just going to ask, did you write this yourself or did somebody else write this for you? Cause this is well-written. <laughs> oh, I think if I remember correctly, I think I wrote it. <laughs> I love it. Cause it's a Dr. Jen is a driven visionary communicator who has a unique way of connecting with her audience. She's enjoys teaching, leading and building is committed to helping others be successful. And then it continues on talking about what you have done and where you've spoken and the fact that you've actually received awards, that you are someone that in the digital space that people should actually follows. And you lost your, launched your podcast. She impacts culture. You have your book, um, and even the pot or not the podcast, the uh, hashtag that that goes along with it as well of be worth following. And that's kind of where I want this conversation to go today, where, you know, we have a lot of pastors who are listening right now who are pastors of small churches and they they hear all the time. And, and I try very hard to make sure that I I speak in a way that any small church can take what we talk about and just run with it because <laughs> being being in the church communication digital space, you know, you'll hear these conferences and you'll hear these people get up there speaking where it's like, if your church isn't on Instagram and Facebook and you're not creating reels and you're not creating TikToks and you're not doing this, if you're not creating sermon snippets, you're wasting an opportunity that, that God gave you. And, and a few episodes ago, um, I kind of dropped the whole, uh, style, I would guess the whole niche of the podcast where it was less about, Hey, here's four tips to do this. Here's how you could do this. Here's the types of posts you should get. Here's the types of photos you should get. And I just did more of an encouragement. The fact of, you know, God has given all of us something. Some of us, you know, like, like the, the, 
the parable of the master and the servant. Some are given 10 talents, some are given five, and one are given one. We're all given something, but I feel like so many times pastors are overwhelmed by all the things that they think they should be doing or could be doing to reach more people. And then the pastor guilt sets in of, oh, I could be doing all these different things to reach these people in my community, and I just don't have time to do it. So I wanted to bring you in today and literally just have a conversation around the fact of how can pastors be better communicators in the digital space and not just how can we make church Instagrams and church Facebook grows, but how pastors specifically and, and I would just say small church leaders as well, but how pastors can be better communicators in the digital space. And I know one question that I have been asked multiple times from a lot of other pastors is just the fact of, do I as a pastor actually have to be on social media to, to communicate in today's day and age? Because that's where my pastor is. He has no Instagram, no Facebook, no nothing. And he flat out asked the question, he goes, Mark, do I actually need to be on social media to be relevant in today's culture? So I want to ask you that question just to start off this conversation. Yeah, that is a fabulous question. So my initial response is no, you do not have to be on social media to have influence in today's culture. But... Should you be on social media? Well, I think you should. And here's something that I do want to say right up front is that you are absolutely correct. There can be so much stress when it comes to social media because you hear all of these voices out there saying, be on this platform, do this. Um, Videos are getting the most organic reach, all of this stuff. And it could just be very, very overwhelming. And so I want to start off by saying that um, you do not have to be on every social media platform. I think sometimes we can get caught up in that belief that, well, if I'm going to do this right, then I need to be on every single platform reaching as many people as possible. You do not have to do that. Do you have to be on social media to have influence in today's culture? No. Should you be on social media? Yes. And the reason I say yes is because that is where the people are. And, you know, we are living in a crazy, kind of crazy world right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's an understatement. (laughs) You know, the reality is that people are looking for hope. They're looking for help. They're looking for answers to the many questions that they have. And one of the beautiful things about social media is that it gives us the opportunity to connect to someone. And so as a pastor, as a church leader, I think um, there are just some great opportunities to connect with these people who are looking for that hope, for that help, for those answers to the questions that they have. And so, yeah, I think um, just as Christians in general, we have an incredible opportunity to not only share the hope and freedom that can be found in Jesus, but also to connect with people um, who are desperate for that hope and freedom. And, you know, something that uh, kind of spurs my thought coming out of what you just said there is something that I've heard from other pastors is I've heard them say, you know what, Mark? Okay, so yeah, okay, maybe I should be on social media. That's fine. But it seems like so many social media influencers, and I mean, I'm going to use the word influencer loosely because we all have influence, right? no matter if you're quote unquote an influencer or not. You know, so many churches that have these large social media presences, so many people that follow them aren't even in their area. 
And so I hear a lot of small churches kind of push back a little bit where it's like, you know, I don't want to be doing all this stuff on social media if it's going to reach people not exactly in my neighborhood. Have you been, I shouldn't say, have you experienced pushback like that before? But just thinking through through that opportunity where small churches want to impact their small local communities, do you think that's a valid excuse of, of not to be on social media? You know, honestly, I don't because I think you can not only connect with people in your community, but you can also connect with people all over the world. And I really believe that that is a beautiful thing about social media is that no longer are we just, I don't know if confined is the right word, but confined to just our community, but we have the opportunity to share the gospel with people everywhere. And my goodness, there has never been any other time in our world or history where we have the opportunity to do this. And so I think when we can connect with our community and with people all over the world to share what we so, um, you know, believe in and what our life is centered on, it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, oh, wow. I just accidentally whacked my microphone. That was cool. Um, and, and, you know, this is one thing that I thought was really cool about just following you on social media is from just following your Facebook page. And, and I don't follow, I don't think I follow you on Instagram. I don't, are you even on Instagram? I, I am. Swear. You yep. are. Okay. Cause I follow you primarily on Facebook and interact with you there a lot. I would say you run your Facebook very, very differently than what most people do. Cause I mean, even for me on Facebook, I mean, sadly m- my wife is phenomenal at her Facebook. Me, a lot of times the things I just share are, I mean, let's be honest, everyone shares the cat memes and the funny cat videos. And I use it to push my 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 personal business out into the community. But you almost have a different approach to social media on your own personal page. Can, can you lean into that a little bit? Because I think if we can wrap our mind around the fact of this is what you do and here's results that you've seen, maybe that can give a little inspiration on the back end as well. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I live by is the, as you mentioned earlier, the be worth following message. I want to be someone where when people are online, I am worth following, meaning I am communicating in such a way that opens more doors for oper- for conversations rather than closing doors. And so one of the things when it came to my social media platforms that I really had to think through were, okay, what will I speak on? What will I not speak on? And I think that's a really important um, question really for all of us to consider and think through what do I want my social media platforms to be known, to be known for what, um, topics will I talk about? What topics will I not talk about? Because I also believe that helps us create healthy boundaries. So for me personally, I don't really share on um, the controversial topics of our day today. I don't get into political stuff only. And the only reason being is because I feel that those 
topics and conversations for me personally are better done in person. And I always share with people, listen, if you want to talk about what I believe in these areas, I'd love to talk with you in person because, you know, when it comes to communication, it's not just verbal communication, but also nonverbal communication. And when you are talking about maybe some of the harder topics on social media, at least in my viewpoint, people can't see my nonverbals. And I would hate for me to post or talk about something that immediately shuts the door for me to share the hope and freedom that can be found in Christ. Um, when, if I could just talk about this topic with them on zoom in person, um, it would make such a difference and it would open more doors for conversation. So yeah. So the way I use my social media is I just, I know what I'm going to talk about. I know what I will not talk about. And then I, I stick to that and I'll, and I'll be honest, there are times where I've written posts out and then I'm like, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Or don't comment on that. Don't comment on that. And um, so, yeah, I think that's one of the best and most important things you can do. And I will say this, that there has been this recent um, statement, a belief that's been going around on social media that states, well, if you're silent, then you are you know, for this. And, and that's what I was just thinking. Cause that's yes. what most pastors think is like, if I don't speak up on this issue, like my church is either. And I, I heard Andy Stanley talk about this a lot where, um, he said that people get mad at him because he quote unquote, won't take a stand. He goes, Oh, I have a stand. I'm just not right. telling you what it is on social media. Exactly. And I think we have to make sure that we do not fall into the trap. Here's, here's the truth is that if God is not calling me to talk about that on social media, then I do not need to feel pressure from the world to talk about that on social media. And so I really want to encourage your listeners with that in that you do not have to comment on every single topic or thing that's going on in our world. You don't have to post about it. You can set up those boundaries. So hopefully that takes some of the pressure off of your listeners who maybe are wondering, do I really have to share about all of these things? Because I'm sure that there's at times where they're wondering, well, what if I say the wrong thing? And then people start commenting and bad mouthing and all this. There's just a lot of things that you have to consider. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. I mean, the the, the word that I'm pulling out of what you just said is intentionality. You're very yes. intentional. Now, I will say this though, but you you're a little different in terms of you don't just talk about your niche, though, because like my wife, for example, I, I don't think I rarely have talked about her on the show, um, but she's actually has a huge following in the foster care community. And um, when she started or she says when she, you know, you know, married me and we we literally are not allowed to foster any kids like we just have way too many. We have we have a butt ton of kids. And so we, we literally like legally cannot. And so she, for a while, stopped talking about her foster care journey and people were legitimately getting upset. And she's like, why can't I just talk about happy things? Like, why can't, why can't I talk about all these other various different things? And it's almost like people come to expect to hear certain things from certain people. And there's almost like an unverbal expectation. And, and, and for pastors specifically, I feel like there's even more of an expectation of what you can post yes. or what you can't post. Because I know some pastors, um, some are friends of mine, they, they'll they post what they believe is truth, whether or not you like it or not. 
Then there's other ones like me where you will, I mean, I, I don't say never because, you know, you, you, you never say never. Um, very rarely will you hear me talk about, you know, social political issues on social media. I mean, however, if you listen to the other podcasts that I do, you'll hear it quite a bit. Um, but I feel like so many times we cause these massive caters and these are not, not caters, massive craters and divides and canyons between us and people because of what we post online. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that's my, that's for me is I want doors to be open for conversations. Let me give you an example. So, um, a few years ago I was speaking on something on social media and it had to do with my faith. And this lady that I have been connected to for years commented on my post and stated something along the lines of, um, Jen, I appreciate that you share your faith. I'm an atheist. I'll never believe in God. Um, but I'm definitely open to talking to you more about what you believe. And I loved that comment mm. because what it did was it opened the door for a, a conversation with her. And for me, that is what's so important is I just don't want to shut doors um, because of my opinion, my rant, my whatever. I'd much rather open doors for conversations where maybe just maybe somebody who's questioning God or questioning what's going on in their life can maybe just get a little bit of a glimmer of hope and know that, gosh, maybe Maybe this God that Jen believes in is real. Maybe he does, maybe he does love me and care about me. Maybe he is there ready for me. And so, yeah, that that one post, that one comment, I've never forgotten. And it's what helps keep me going on social media. And it's what helps keep me grounded with what I post on social media. So here's the follow question to that then, because like your niche, you know, you're a lot in the, um, the leadership community, the leadership culture, how to be better present, like, uh, how to be better presenters. Um, basically a lot of what your niche talks about this area of how to be someone worth following. So with a pastor though, what do you think are ways are, are types of posts and how they could show up on social media to be able to open those doors? Absolutely. The biggest tip that I can say is just be true to who you are. Um, I think sometimes we can get caught up in the trap thinking that our social media platforms have to look like others. And so if you are a pastor, you may think, well, this pastor is doing it this way. These are the kind of posts that they're doing. I have to be that way. And the answer is you don't. Be true to who you are. And so I would encourage you to um, dig deep into knowing, well, what's your voice? Who are you? What um, what has God called you to speak about? Um, if you find that you enjoy um, bringing a smile to people's faces and making them laugh, don't be afraid to share your personality and who you are. Here's another example. I follow this college president online. He is a college president, okay? Most of his posts, and this is what I love about him, most of his posts are just funny posts. He shares about 
things happening in his life. Like one day in the mail, he got some mail and they um, referred to him on the on envelope as um, the dance coach for the university he's at. And <laughs> he posted that. What? It's like, well, um, I didn't know I was a dance coach. And I'm, I mean, the way he posted it was absolutely hilarious. And then he continues with that thread on other posts talking about maybe a dance workshop he needs to host and different things like that. And I say all of that because this is a college president. And so many times you would think, well, a college president, they're going to be a little bit more serious and all their posts are going to be about education and this and that. And this guy is just his social media platforms are totally different. And that's what I love about them. And he feels like, or it feels like you could just go up to him and have a conversation. Like he's real, he's a real human being. And that's what I love about it. So I say all of that to share with your pastors in that don't be afraid to be true to who you are. You do not have to have a social media platform like all the other pastors out there. Be you, be real, um, and share what it is that you feel God is leading to share on your heart, whether it's a serious topic or a fun moment from your day or an outing with your family, whatever it may be. And, and I, I completely get that. And, and you know, we talked about uh, back in January on the podcast of your one media goal for 2022 and how to accomplish it. The whole media goal is humanize yourself. You yes. know, like there's been so many times where, you know, I'll, I'll go to church websites and, and, you know, both you and I, we've grown up in the church and I've seen so many churches where it's like, I look, go to their website and I don't see any pictures of the people. I don't know who they are. I don't know who the pastor is. I don't know all these different things. And there almost seems like this big divide and social media provides so many beautiful opportunities for pastors to step in and show people where it's like, Hey, I'm not just some, you know, quote unquote man of God that you have to kiss my feet when you enter into my presence. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm just Bill. I'm just, I'm just Larry. I'm, I'm, I'm just Susan. Like I'm just normal. I'm, I'm an everyday person who just, this happens to be my role. And, and that's what I feel like that you do really well. I mean, you're, you're technically Dr. Jen. So when you're on Iowa's campus, yes, you are a professor. So you have to hold yourself to certain criteria and, and you have to present your well in front of your students in a certain way. But at the same time, you're just Jen. Like even on your social media, like I see pictures of your son. I see pictures of you going to basketball games and with your friends. But then there's also where it's like, oh, she's going for an award for a podcast. Oh, she's been on massive, massive platforms. Oh, she's okay. So she, she's got some skin in the game. But at the end of the day, you're just Jen. Yeah, I think, you know, that's what connects us to people. And I think that's what I love about Jesus. Like Jesus, the savior of the world, just had this incredible ability to connect with people. And I think that's what we are called to do. We are just normal human beings, you know, making it through this world, living out the callings that God has given us. And when we allow our humanness to shine through, people are like, oh man, 
I get it. They're they're like me, you know. Look, she um, is out there, yeah, watching a basketball game. She loves basketball. You know, one time I shared um, this picture of you've probably seen it, where it says everyone has that one friend, and it's all these women and yes, of a yes. block, mm-hmm. and there's one that's like tripping as she's jumping off, and I'm like, <laughs> that's me. I'm that friend, you know. But sharing those kinds of things where people can see that okay they're human just like me and that makes for incredible connections and again it makes for incredible opportunities for doors to be open to have just great conversations with people Mm, I love it. And, and I know we got to land the plane because I got to get you out of here because unlike me, who I just work from home in my office, you actually have a job where uh, people are waiting for you to show up. <laughs> so um, last question, and then we'll land this plane and, and get out of here. But if you could give some really just quick tips for pastors and small church uh, media directors or, or whatever, but what are some best quick tips to, uh, how, how do I word this? Um, make the most of their social media. If you just could, Hey, here's some really quick tips to make the most out of your social media. What would you tell somebody? Yeah, absolutely. So number one, pick one platform that you want to do really well. Um, do not feel like you have to be on every single platform. So pick one platform and don't be afraid to pick one platform that you are comfortable with, because the reality is there's people on all of these social media platforms and you can impact and influence the lives of people on one platform. So pick that one platform that you want to um, be active on. Number two, know that you do not have to post every single day. Um, Don't put that pressure on yourself. Post when you feel like God is leading you. Now, with that said, you don't want to post like once every three months because then nobody will ever see your posts, but also don't put the pressure on yourself to where you have to come up with a post every single day and you have to have this great sermon for your post. You don't have to do that. Just be real. So that would be my second tip. Number one, again, pick one platform to be on. Number two, know that you don't have to post every day. Post as you feel led. And number three, I would say be curious. I think curiosity is one of the things that we tend to miss out in our world today. And I love curiosity because, when, again, when we read the Bible, like in the New Testament, Jesus asked like over 300 questions. Um, and I think when we have the opportunity to ask questions on social media, we can not only learn more about our audience and the people that we have the opportunity to minister to online, but people really enjoy giving their opinion, giving their feedback, giving their thoughts. And so be curious because when you're curious, then that leads to engagement and people want to have conversations with you. So I would say those are my top three tips. Pick one platform, um, post on it, but don't feel like you have to post on it all the time. And then number three, be curious, ask people questions that gets the conversation going. I love it. Well, Dr. Jen, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. And I just want to say thank you. I mean, hey, you, I mean, who knows where this podcast is going to go, but you officially own the title of first guest on the Small Church Media Podcast. So seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you for for joining us today. Oh my gosh. I have loved it. I wish we could talk for like two more hours because oh, this is yeah. great. So thank I you so absolutely much. Love it. This is what happens when you have a pastor who loves to talk and a legitimate professor who is paid to talk. <laughs> Get down to a 
a microphone. Fun stuff just happens. Well, just like always, guys, I am always thrilled and I'm always thankful that you join us here on the Small Church Media Podcast. We have had a lot of new listeners over the last month. And if you're new, I just want to say welcome. I'm glad you joined us. And if you've been with us for the last seven months, I just want to say I have loved getting to know each and every one of you. Do me a large favor, though, over on Spotify. I would love it if you leave me a rating if you listen there. But I know because I have stats, most of you guys listen over on Apple Podcasts. So if you listen over there, I would love it for you to leave me a rating and review. So that way more small church pastors can find this in their feeds to help better train themselves to use media to, let's just be honest, not just gain followers, but to actually connect with people and hopefully point them to Jesus. Well, Dr. Jen, it was an absolute pleasure again. And I just want to say thank you. But before I let you go, if people want to know more about you, where can they go to learn all the things? Yeah, they can go to my website, which is drjenbennett.com. It's D-R-J-E-N Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T.com. And, or they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Dr. Jen Bennett. Well, I love it. Well, Dr. Jen, it was an absolute pleasure. And those of you guys who joined us again for this podcast episode, just want to say thank you again. Again, leave those ratings and reviews. Reach out to me. If you do, I'll buy a cup of coffee for you for doing that for me. Because, hey, ah, that's the least I can ask for, right? If you leave me a review, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. It sounds good. Sounds good to me. But until next time, guys, take it easy, and we'll see you next week. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.